So we're saying sex cult a lot, and I think we should stop saying that. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello, and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and, I'm paraphrasing Andrew here, how My Hero Academia is just invincible for weebs. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Confirmed. I've not seen either of those things. They're, they're yeah, both to get lost that joke, me. I would need to watch My Hero Academia. Um, I I was live I was live tweeting in our Discord, and I turned on Invincible episode one. Keep in mind, I watched the entire series in one day. Just bombed um, through it in one day. Just, yeah, just bombed through it. I did not move. And I texted these guys, and I was like, oh, so this is just like My Hero Academia. And then the end of episode one happened, and I said, I would like to resend my previous statement, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Invincible's a very good show, and now everyone Super but good. Matt here has watched it. So It's high on the list. It's, like, really high on the list, but I just haven't gotten there it's yet. It's so good. I get it. I've been there, where, like, the idea of starting something new is just Pay too us $50 much. to do, do a it. flavor text on do Invincible. It. That'd be pretty cool of you. Two, one, do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Do it. So we're all adults here, right? Collectively in this call. I guess. Yeah. I'm not gonna disagree. By technicality, yeah. (laughs) This might be the first time that you have referred to me as an adult on this podcast, and I'm not gonna argue with you. Um so we'll we'll get back to that. Um so we all know that if there if there were a, a chosen one, behind that chosen one stands an unchosen many. And we all we all can realistically admit to ourselves that not everyone gets to be that chosen one. Unchosen um, many is my favorite Dark Souls boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite mid two thousands pop punk band. Same yeah. energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so after all, someone had to free the Dragonborn from execution, just like the Pokemon champion needed to grind through some bug catchers to train for their first gym badge. Just like someone has to drive the bus in Fortnite, just like any other number of supporting characters to the hero's journey that is every single video game and comic book you've ever played. Or Can read. you explain driving the bus in Fortnite, please? Uh, I got this one. So when you play <laughs> Fortnite and you start at the beginning, like most battle royales, you ride a bus that drops you out like you a jump flying out bus. So yeah. If it's Thank Call you. of Duty, all 150 of you or 200 of you are in one big cargo plane. Until you get to the update, now everyone is in a different Apache helicopter, but it's also the same Apache helicopter. Oh, huh? Thank you, Todd. Does that do cool. anything for you? Is that good? <laughs> does it does it play heavy metal like the <laughs> you oh you want Apache it to helicopters too? Uh, you want to hear "Fortunate Son" in the back of your head while you're writing? <laughs> the only song that can legally be played in an Apache helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a supporting cast of characters behind the hero's journey and saving the day seems like a lot of work and um these niche niche interest competition based reality shows aren't going to watch themselves so since we're all resigned to a life of complacent comfort rather than indulging in power fantasies of beating the bad guy and saving the day 
we can instead imagine what fantastical world we would like to put in our 40 hours, come home to a cozy dwelling of our liking, and leave the fate of the world to someone else with more to prove. So gang, what video game world would you want to be an NPC in, and why? Do I need to explain what an NPC is, or are we all... Are Please we all do. on board? A non-player character again. Uh, the the shop owners, the the fishing merchants, the the dusty old beggar who wants your last potion outside of the first town. Um, which which one of those would you be, and why? This podcast would have been so super relevant if that Ryan Reynolds Free Guy movie had come out in the last year. <laughs> yeah, Womp. yeah. This was that was, any good? Well, this was an, a to- an episode topic that Kyle and I had brainstormed a year and a half ago, <laughs> <laughs> back when that movie was still slated for release. Mm-hmm. I just looked. Apparently, it's coming out mid-August of this year. I will believe it when I see it. Put that in the uh, the Morbius. It's, it's the Morbius bucket. double feature. <laughs> I have more faith in a Ryan Reynolds movie than I. Do in a Jared Leto Morbius movie, but not much. Same. So, Todd, what what world, what video game world do you want to be an NPC in, and why? Kyle, there are a lot of good answers, and you're going to hear two bad ones, so I want to give you a good answer. <laughs> if I, Todd, the adult, who has a lot of responsibilities and hates all of them, get a choice to exist in kind of the, like, the background of a video game world, I'm going to choose one of Marvelous bright colors, you know, loud noises, and certainly eccentric characters. Thusly, it just makes perfect sense that I'm, I, Todd, on this podcast, am going to choose the world of Super Mario RPG. Now, before oh. anyone groans, because I'm bringing Super uh. Mario RPG to a discussion again. Said before you groan, Andrew, yeah. he's, got, he's got something oh, to say. <laughs> point. I'm not, I'm not going to bring up Malo today, so you're lucky, because I specifically today am going to tell you that as an NPC, I would be living in living and working probably in Booster's Tower um, because working with someone with crazy eyes, Brillo pad beard hairs, and who brings the the combined energy of Charlie Day and Jason Manzoukas seems like the person <laughs> that I want to like be in the downline of when it comes to the reporting structure. So um, for those not familiar, just real quickly, because I'm going to talk more about him later. Booster is like this character that shows up in the middle of the game who kidnaps Princess Peach and has no reason for existence, um, but is just <laughs> pure chaos. He's he's Dollar Store Wario. He is Dollar Store Wario. <laughs> he is definitely Dollar Store Wario. OK, OK. And you want to live in Dollar Store Wario's tower? Well, I'm, I'm going to live and work there. Um, oh, OK. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I assume it's going to be like a WeWork situation, but with more structure and purpose. <laughs> and, and less of a culty pyramid scheme. Less, yeah, there's no there's no like there's no clapping and, 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 you know, cheers each morning. Oh, OK. It's more fun antics. <laughs> More fun antics, less less <laughs> chanting and and awkward team building exercises. Oh yeah, there will be. Well, there there will probably not be zero team building <laughs> exercises, but less team building exercises. Todd, what do you think Booster's two truths and a lie are? <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, that he's killed a man. Um, that he <laughs> that he knowingly absorbed his twin in the womb. Okay. And that he practices regular <laughs> hygiene. Which one of those is the lie? Truth, truth, lie. That's a, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a classic a TT, mm-hmm. TTF situation there. True, true, and false. True, true, and false. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll let you get more into what, what you'll be doing in Booster's Tower 
um, later on, Todd. Matt, what? where would you like to be an NPC? Yeah, Kyle. So I thought a lot about this answer, and I was looking through my stack of games trying to figure out what would be a cool place for me to live. Where could I, I have some awesome NPC existence? Where could I get some great job that I really love? Where could I, you know experience a wild mystical world different than my own uh and then i realized kyle that my life sucks and i just wanted to escape (laughs) it for a little while so i'm gonna go to probably the most idyllic picturesque land in breath of the wild and i'm gonna go live in hateno village in breath of the wild and it is for pretty much no reason other than that that like i have never played a video game that has made me as happy to just exist in the world as breath of the wild did, which is something that I know you Kyle and you Andrew understand and Todd and his bad answer have no idea about because he still hasn't played (laughs) breath of the wild. I've still not played breath of the wild. Do you guys know how I know Matt's mental state is not great? Because his idea of an idyllic world is a post-apocalyptic nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's in the north middle of the map, and Hateno sure. Village is like southeast. So it's pretty far outside of that issue. You know? Well, it's been a hundred years. Who cares, man? Who cares? Listen, we're pretty much living in a post-apocalyptic world anyway. Why not live in a post-apocalyptic Hateno Village where everybody is super happy and you can take plants to the lady halfway up the street and get your clothes to change colors and um, (laughs) you can run up the hill and light torches on your way to the big science castle. What else could you possibly want, Kyle? Potato Village. I am. I love that. That checklist of things for the the place you wanted to move to can can get your clothes changed colors by delivering plants. Um, Everyone's happy and and I forget the last one. But light light the torches on light, the way to the science castle. Light the torches. <laughs> um, okay. I like it, Matt. It's very, um, Hateno Village is very peaceful and idyllic and um, very opposite of this grinding capitalistic world we live in. So good. It also has an amazing theme song. And uh, if I just get to exist in the Hateno theme song from Breath of the Wild <laughs> for the rest of my life, I can get down with that. Okay. Um, Andrew. Where are you living? Sure, yeah. So, so Kyle, I'm going to be taking the first boat out to Snacktooth Island, which you may or may not recognize as uh, both the native homeland and primary setting of Bug Snacks, which, which I have talked about on this podcast before. You have uh, talked about it. Um, tell, us, tell us about yeah. Snacktooth Island, please. Well, l- really quick, let me introduce. So Bug Snacks, if you're not familiar, is... Uh, came out uh late last year it is young horse developer young horse's existential coming of age tale about a bunch of muppets catching strawberries with googly eyes (laughs) (laughs) In, in bug snacks you play as an unnamed journalist journeying to the island to investigate and to hopefully break an exclusive story about this expedition being led by uh, a this mysterious Elizabeth Megafig, um, <laughs> who's like the mysterious character that you're you're searching for. Uh, Elizabeth and her other grumpus companions, which they're all Muppets, basically. Um, they all discover these sentient creatures who are half bug, half food, and 100% edible and delicious. And just like any good silent protagonist, TM, uh, you are there simply to just to be a pair of eyes from which to view the other characters. Um, so each there are a total of 13 grumpuses that you meet on <laughs> Snacktooth Isle. 
Um, and you learn that each of them went for a different reason, whether it be like a fresh start to find success, maybe just an escape. Um, and each one of them come to view bug snacks as the like solitary, the answer that they've been looking for in their life. We'll get more on that later. Uh, Snack Tooth Island as, as a world is just a perfectly pleasant vacation destination. I mean, it has white sand beaches, a lush tropical forest. It's got mountainside trails. Um, it even has a lava desert and a snow world for your later game to play. <laughs> because you got to have a lava desert. You got to have a snow world. Those are just the boxes we all check. And all the delicious anthropomorphic fruit you can eat. Exactly. Um, and to, so to that point, Kyle, the only indigenous creatures to this entire island are the adorable googly-eyed edible insects that <laughs> crawl around, and they all exclaim their name like Pokemon. So like, uh, there's, a, there's a little hamburger with googly eyes, and his name is Bunger, and he, uh, he walks around and goes, Bunger, 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 Bunger. And then he, like, charges, he charges at you and goes, Bunger! Because they're, they're like Pokemon. Because they're, they're the Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. Um, there, on Snacktooth Island, there is no industry, no economy, no capitalism, no currency or trade of any kind. There is only bug snacks. Only bug snacks and 13 grumpuses. Mm-hmm. Bug All snacks right. are life. Bug snacks are, are love. So okay. I just want to say, in my brain, this is a two-way race between Andrew and I, because uh, yeah. Todd <laughs> used the word downline, and Andrew and I have both thrown <laughs> capitalism out the window. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, Todd has it, volunteered himself in indentured servitude, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, if you, if you know anything about Booster at all, you know that he does, not, he does not have any, any businessman's mind. There is no way that he understands finance. He, he so you is are like we work. <laughs> <laughs> so Booster is the seventh, I think, Booster to own this tower, and they never really explain how he got the tower. So, like, I assume it is either dark magic or an endless like pile of money. So, is Booster um, a name or a title? Um, his name is Booster. His official name is Booster the Seventh. So, I don't know what that does for your Booster, answer. It's Booster the Booster. He's capital it's, B booster. It's, it's, booster. it's like Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. It's, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> share, a share situation. Um, okay, so we've got Todd in what is probably a cult pyramid scheme for for real estate. And then we've got Matt and Andrew in two different idyllic locations. One One where you can eat the wildlife that shouts its name as it charges you. And the other... That is a post-apocalyptic world, but at least it's it's less terrifying and soul-crushing than our post-apocalyptic world. And if you were the hero in those worlds, you could make a living doing adventuring, looting, um, co- you know, collecting and selling whatever valuable item is that is in the world. Um, but that is a lot of hard work, and you've got to like go out and like work overnight, sleep outside get thrown off cliffs and things like that. No one wants that. So instead of going out and adventuring and putting your life at risk to grind out a living, uh, what occupation would you rather have in this new world you want to live in? Are you a shop owner, a jailer, hired goon, advisor? Just how do you make your regular, normal nine to five living in this fantastic world? Todd. Kyle, before I answer your question, I think it's important for me to tell you why Booster isn't the head of a cult 
and I'm also like not. I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> exactly have to defend this. Exactly what a cult leader would say. Exactly let me, what a cult leader would say. Let me tell say. you a bit about Booster. Um, Booster of Booster's Tower. Um, so, like I said, he is the seventh in a long line of boosters. And in Super Mario RPG, he plays the role of this like pseudo antagonist who finds slash kidnaps Princess Peach to marry her. You know that old song and dance. Um, I say finds slash kidnaps because he says she falls from the sky. It's a whole thing. A sword falls into a castle. We can talk about it more later. It's a really good enemy. Um, anyway, you thwart his plans by gallivanting through multiple floors of just shit in his towers. There are train rides. There's bullet bills. There's booby trap checkerboards. Um, there's an intimate moment between Bowser and a chain chomp that happens and you have to watch, but you don't really watch. Um, and then it ends with the chase scene. So, you know, anyway, after you beat that, all, Booster, that is all yeah. what I expect from this demonic garden gnome that you posted in our, <laughs> in our chat. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I hadn't really taken the longer you look at his picture, the more troubling it becomes. It looks like a garden gnome statue. If it had a brain and could succumb to madness, well, like, <laughs> but for what it's worth, he I also just, has googly eyes like a bug. Snack. Yeah, yeah, has yeah. So, eyes. so that's what I noticed. The longer I looked at it, I noticed the googly eyes. And then I noticed he has, what appear to be goggles on his hat, but his goggles don't line up with his eyes. It's just, it's more questions than answers on this guy. Anyway, not the point. After you beat him, though, he's super chill. He actually saves you by eating a demonic cake that is trying to kill you. And then later, he gives you just a soft little kiss on the cheek. It's, it's fun. What? Um, and, I mean, it, well, it depends on what ending you get. Because yeah, that's, that's what I like from my boss. Is a yeah. soft little kiss on the cheek from time to time. That, that's how well, the cult leaders seal the deal. Okay, Todd, you have perf- you have perfectly painted this guy as Keith Raniere, the guy that started the Nexium sex cult. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, and I mean, not that this helps, but I think it's important to share when it's when the dust settles. You're even allowed to go gamble at his hidden casino that you can only get into by playing his guessing game and winning a hundred times. Not the point. What I'm trying to tell you, Kyle, is that. The ideal, this is, working for Booster would be the ideal, I guess, plan for a guy like me who's tired of that eight to five desk grind. And so I will be serving as Booster Tower's Executive Director of Recreational Activity. And so this is important because, as I mentioned, currently all the recreational activities are dangerous and you might die. (laughs) And so this would allow me to funnel my energy into organizing things like bringing, uh, you know, toads uh, to be baristas in the in the in the cafe you know because that's the thing that'll help um i could also organize you know some hawaiian shirt fridays for the sniffets that that tend to all they do is pace back and forth in the tower forever um i can bring in knife guy he can do some cool knife juggling as like a workshop and a team builder (laughs) maybe i'll bring in jonathan johnny jones the uh, shark that fights you and then becomes you're an ally to do like a sushi bar you know, there's a lot of room for me to use my artistic talents and get away from the desk. You know, stop looking at the at the, the dreadful computer screen and really start organizing some fun things for people. So I just want to be Yikes. I want to make sure I'm understanding this in your mm-hmm. idyllic like choice of video game world and career. Yes. You want to plan team builders under the guy who started the sex cult next well, okay so we're saying sex cult a lot and i think we should stop <laughs> saying that um well, i think Wait, you is, death cult? is death I'm cult the, better it's different i'm the i'm the executive director so i just tell them to do it 
I'm not actually planning, you know, the team building knife juggling workshop. I'm <laughs> contacting the guy who will. Plan You're just it. answering to the shareholders. <laughs> do you think do you think Booster is going to sign off on you getting rid of his demonic chess boards in exchange for toad baristas? There are approximately 500 floors in his tower. You don't you only see like 10 of them, but it pans up very fast and there's a lot of them. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. I don't think he does his daily story. He's okay. like every other CEO. He doesn't really go around the building and look <laughs> at things. The only time he does is when you're not working. Then he notices that you're not there. Um, but he does, unfortunately, want us to return to the office as soon as possible. He thinks it's important that we are in the office all the time. So just to clarify real quick, yeah, your job as the executive director of recreational activities is to take a task and then pass that task on to people below you so that they can then facilitate that task for people below you. So you're below just them even. Yes. Yeah. yeah so you're just slotting more. into that that multi-level. I don't want to call it a downline, but we'll call it's, it a downline. It's. Oh, it's well, first off, that is how executive directors work. And it's and it's namely it's usually called middle management. And yeah, so I am. Yes. To answer your question, Matt, uh, capitalism is a sham. And I have fit myself snugly in a gear of this machine that pays me plenty of money. How big is your world's best boss mug? Uh, it, is, it is gigantic. And I fill it up each morning at the Toad's uh, barista at the front door. OK, Matt. Todd just really bummed me out. Um, what what <laughs> career would you like to have in in the idyllic post-apocalyptic world of Hatno Village? Okay, so I didn't like the way you said Hatno. I've always said Hateno. Um, Hatno is pretty upsetting. But anyway, Kyle, you keep saying Hatno. I just want to get out there and explore the idyllic countrysides of Hateno Village. And again, like there's one major in well, there, there are two major industries in Hateno Village, and it's plants that die clothes and it's science castle. And I'm not really <laughs> into either of those two things. And so what I want to do is help adventurers move along i just want to go out there and i want to be a guide i want to help people get through the woods i want to help people climb up the mountains i just want to be a nature guide in hateno village i am checking off the grid kyle you, you want to do you want to lead new potential heroes through their tutorial level is what you're saying yeah that'd be great <laughs> kyle i am self-inserting myself into an episode harder than i have ever self-inserted before <laughs> i'm gonna drop off the map drop off the grid and i'm just gonna hang out with people in the woods and it's gonna be great and i'm gonna have a quaint little thing in hateno village and sometimes i'll collect flowers and they'll change the color of my pants and that's great <laughs> We've got Imagine three, we've got man three to needs. four levels of disassociation going on, and I'm I support it, Matt. Yeah, I uh, so you know to to step back from the bit for a minute. I have played Breath of the Wild. Obviously, I've spent time in Hateno Village, as everyone does, because you got to go to the Science Castle. And I watched a, a couple of playthroughs of Breath of the Wild today because I was like, what? What else is there in Hateno Village? And there's nothing. There's like a shop. <laughs> There is the place where you dye your clothes and there's the science castle. And then there are some people. And then I realized that that's, that's really all I want, man. Like if, <laughs> if I can have two places that I know what they do and then some friends to hang out with and maybe a little farm, like we're good. We're so good. So I don't need a, a full on job. I'll make some rupees. 
doing some guiding. We'll call it a day. All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds Can't quiet. Argue it. Not no. a sex cult. Not, not a sex cult, not a multi-level marketing a scheme. I, I am the only one not pointing at what I'm doing, calling it a sex cult. And I think it's worth noting because I know what's going on more than anyone else. That's exactly what someone in a sex cult would say, Todd. <laughs> I think Todd, you haven't said, said anything that a, someone in a sex cult wouldn't have said yet. Listen, just because Booster looks like a guy who would be part of that sort of business. The, <laughs> the people that run the reception are delightful humans. And I don't like that you're bundling us all in together. How many actors from the WB Smallville are in Booster's Tower, Todd? <laughs> God. Real talk, did any of you watch the documentary over Nexium? It's fucking I horrifying. I listened to a podcast about it. It's the yeah. same writer. Yeah, I watched it's that documentary. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird that after watching that documentary, you would choose to join such a strange I, I thing, have, Todd. I it have, is weird. It's a weird. I have movie. both watched that documentary and recorded this episode in the same week. Good. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> one one may inform life. the other. Um, <laughs> excellent. Um, Andrew, what what would you like to do as as a career or a living on um on Snacktooth Island? Uh, well, I've thought about it a lot, and uh, let me let me kind of set up what my thinking is here. So, <clears throat> what you have to know about Snacktooth Island, at least Bug Snacks, the main game. Uh, the Grumpuses, the aforementioned Muppets, you know, they come to Bug Snacks Island seeking adventure, fame, fortune. And as you get to know each one of them, uh, they all live in Snacksburg, which is the makeshift village that, they, that they, all the explorers have created. Uh, you slowly find out more and more about them. More importantly, you, you learn more about their dreams and desires and the missing gaps in their lives that they're trying to fill with Bug Snacks. The Grumpuses eventually learn that bug snacks are not sufficient replacements for actual relationships, and <laughs> and they won't they won't fix self doubt or depression or your issues with abandonment. They're just googly eyed strawberries. They can't love you. You'll just now you'll just be sad with googly eyed strawberries around you now. Yeah, um, listeners may remember I. I mentioned this again a couple episodes ago, but like each one of the quests in bug snacks ends on like, or what the quest chains ends like a huge downer. Um, and in each one, each one of them basically like coming to the conclusion that each of these characters, like they thought bug snacks would make them rich, make them famous, like help them love, you know, like filling, you know, <laughs> filling, filling gaps. Like we all do in, in normal human life, right? Like we all, we all have these like external things that we want to fill our lives with that we think that'll make us whole and, they will not. Um, and just like things in the real world, these googly-eyed strawberries are not going to fix your problems. So I'm going to be the one thing that Snacksburg needs more than anything else. And that's a licensed therapist. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe with therapy, for example, Wambus and Tiffany could learn to make compromises in their marriage. Maybe Befica or Philbo could talk through their emotional trauma and stop trying to validate themselves by, by how others uh, view them. Maybe Cromdo could work on embracing people he cares about instead of driving everyone away. Because what Snacksburg really needs is mental health. I am almost certain someone is going to name their real human child Philbo within the next oh. three years. And that person will be out in the world. And um, <laughs> that's it's very nice of you, Andrew, that you are going to go serve this community and, and give, give that part of yourself to them. On your I mean, I'm, idyllic I'm vacation, make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, you said I mean, there was no there was no capitalism. There is, on there is no either. there is no capitalism. There is only trade in the form of bug snacks. So you'll you'll therapize and, for bug snacks. 
Do you do you specialize in body horror therapy? Is that a thing that you're comfortable doing? I would like to go to the next prompt, please. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're gonna try and paint me into a corner, I'm gonna talk about how you turn people's leg or people's legs turn into celery, and you have to walk them through that. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny those claims. <laughs> but as a licensed therapist, he will he will yeah have this. The skills and tools he needs to do that. Accepting change. No, wait, I'm doing this now. So, (laughs) one, you have to deal with the fact that they have consumed a bug snack and part of their limbs become a bug snack. Excuse me, it's a a plural verb or it's a plural noun. I know how I said it. (laughs) Um, Are you also licensed to discuss addiction counseling? Because I feel like they're going to keep doing this and you got to talk them out of it. (laughs) pamphlets. Wait, I need to back up a little bit because I don't know shit about bug snacks. When you eat oh, bug Matt, snacks, here, do I got you it. become yeah, they, Let yeah, me they, tell Matt. They, go ahead. Go ahead yeah, so bug snacks, you catch bug snacks and you feed them to your guide or the, the NPC that you're talking to. And when they consume it, a part of their body becomes that vegetable. Yeah. Or that oh. Food. Yeah, okay. so you can you can make your little Muppets have like French fry arms and strawberry <laughs> noses. And you, the player, become cane, puppet master for these NPCs. Oh God! Yeah. So really, really, you're gonna use your your therapy skills to manipulate the the town of. Are the, you an the island therapist, Andrew? Do, do you have your <laughs> credentials? There is not currently a licensure for Muppet <laughs> therapy, but we're working on it. We're working on it. We are working on it. Okay, so we you've you've all chosen this new life for yourself. Todd in the weird sex cult. Matt Matt um doing new hero tutorials and Andrew um talking people down after their their leg limbs have turned into vegetables, and that's that's all tiring work. Um, you you need to have a place to to rest your head at the end of the day to unwind, a place to call your own. So tell me what kind of dwelling you have in your new home and what are some of the creature comforts specific to this realm that you have included in your domicile? Um, I'm almost afraid to, to ask, but Todd. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> I've got to really squash this whole sex cult thing because Booster is not a guy who looks like he has sex or looks like he has all the sex. It's either one or the other, and I don't think it's the second one. Once anyway, again, I don't want to talk about this more. Not than a disqualifying, <laughs> not a disqualifying fact about a okay, uh, so, head of a sex call. So, so Booster Tower is massive. Like I said, you know, you only see like 10 floors of it and it's super, super tall. And so I just have to assume the other floors you don't see are residential. They're housing. And so this isn't not kind of a we work situation kind of and i think it's important to say that because i want to get out ahead of it i think we do live where we work now that said as executor director of recreational activities my residential loft exists on floors 300 through 305 and so these contain multiple common spaces there are some reading lofts probably a theater room um there's a sweet deck that you can walk out to that uh, there's a, there's the cloud shuttle that uh, that is very important for the end game of Super Mario <laughs> RPG that it can come and just take you on the overworld. There's a series of warp pipes that can take you to great places like Yoster's Isle. Um, if you go to Yoster's Isle, you get to hang out with the rad Yoshi that wears sunglasses named Boshi. You also get to hang out with the Chungus Yoshi. Everyone knows the Chungus Yoshi. <laughs> when you when you talk to him, it goes, burr, burr, and you feed him cookies. 
there's warp pipes that'll lead you to Great Guys Casino, uh, to Nimbus Land and the Hot Springs, all the famous Mushroom Kingdom places you could want to go. And, and you're going to ask, you know, how did I get these things? Well, the answer is the corporate credit card, Kyle. And so the, the, the second oh, okay. question is, yeah, um, I'm, I'm stealing from the company. And how do I get away with that? A severe lack in corporate structure. Go figure that Booster does not have a tight grip on the finances of this company. And so what I end up with is that I work four to six hours a week in total. Um, I keep people happy in this tower by doing things that go beyond pizza parties. As in coffee carts, <laughs> as in uh, casual Fridays. Are you just HR for I'm, Booster? What is happening? HR does not plan the pizza parties. It's the least. It's the lowest ranking senior officer. They that do plans in startup parties. <laughs> That's because HR isn't real in startups. Well, and I live in my five like story. HR be real at Booster's tower either. <laughs> well, there's, the the HR is actually an angry son. Uh, a callback to one of our early episodes. Nice. Yes. And so um, here it is, Kyle. I get to live in this five story mansion with the best view on uh, the Mushroom Kingdom Isle. And no one ever bothers me. And I barely do any work. And it's great. And that's all I've wanted to not be bothered and also not do work. <laughs> OK. Um, Matt, tell me tell me what about your home? Well, Kyle. I am living in idyllic Hateno village where, you know, there's Hatno, not like, yes. an, stop it. There's not like an abundance of, of electricity or, or modern comfort. And that's okay with me. I'm going to live in a cabin. It's going to be a nice, probably like stone built cabin. Cause that seems to be the aesthetic of Hateno village. And uh, the big local draw, what I have from my region is that I'm going to have a really nice fire outside with a really nice pot over top of it because everybody's favorite part of Breath of the Wild was cooking, and that's what I'm going to do in my spare time because guiding new heroes on their tutorial missions only comes around so often. I'm going to have my house stocked with ingredients. It's going to be great. We're going to have all of the best plants from Breath of the Wild. We're going to have blue nightshades. We're going to have hearty radishes. We're going to have swift safflinas. If you're wondering if I'm just reading a list of Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah, ingredients, the answer would be yes. I did Google it twice. I'm just saying I'm going to have a very nice little hut and I'm going to have a very nice place to cook. I'm going to have a very nice spice rack filled with local ingredients that I will use to make snacks that aren't bugs that don't turn people into vegetables. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, I'm still not quite over that. I didn't know that about bug snacks and it's bothering me a little bit. But yeah, I'm simple man. Simple pleasures. Tuning out. What are you going to do? How are you going to def- deter new adventures from robbing you blind of all said mm. of all your said? Yeah. Ingredients? Yeah. Can I can we workshop this for a second? Sure. If I were to find your hut mm-hmm. and I assume you keep everything in pots. And I suddenly just wanted to smash all those pots. How do you keep those pots from getting smashed? You know, probably not much I can do about the pots. If we're being really honest, probably just let the pots get smashed. But things are plentiful. In they respawn if you leave and mm-hmm. come back inside. If you thought if you thought Matt's life as a hero guide in mm. in the village sounded good. Imagine what the guy who makes pots in the village uh pulls yeah. every year because um, <laughs> listen nobody makes more in hyrule than the pot dealer <laughs> <laughs> excellent bravo my sir. question my question is going to be also 
how do you tell which pots keep your vegetables, which one keeps your rupees, which one keeps your your miscellaneous bombs that you replenish, which one keeps your arrows? Oh, how it's do you... the smell for sure. It's for sure the smell. <laughs> you just pop the lid off and and see what it's... comes out. Well, each different kind of pot has its own smell. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. in each, I mean, each thing. And well, I don't know if you know smell. this, Todd, but like gunpowder and bombs smells way different than like a radish would. <laughs> Um, and key swings probably smell a little different than like rupees. So I, I get what you're saying. Anytime I've ever opened a pot in a Zelda game, I just I don't have time. I, I'm way too busy. Just I swing my sword, you know, indiscriminately to open every pot. Yeah, but they're not your pots. If they were well, your pots, you'd have more time. Well, you got to take time with your pots. <laughs> God, I don't know where this has become. I, I'm not sure either. Andrew, tell us about your home on on Bug Snacks Isle. Right. Well, so there's, as I mentioned, there really only is one like town per se. Um, so it definitely makes sense to set up my practice um, inside Snacksburg to make it convenient for everybody. Um, but I'll obviously need to be able to separate my professional life from my personal one. You know, I don't want people like when I'm off, when I'm off hours coming up and asking me about their problems. So I, I could see building like a nice cabin in the sugar pine woods, overlooking the frosted peak mountains in the distance. You know, maybe I'll, I'll wake up with the sun, sit outside with my coffee and a nice sprinkle peed. During the day, I'll, I'll hike the trails leading in and out of the mountains, casually grabbing a nutty snack pot on a nearby tree when I get hungry. At night, I'll sit by the campfire and crack into my stash of sweet, sweet charmallows. Uh, with me by my side always is my pet Bunger, who I will occasionally eat and replace with another when I so feel like it. Now, I should mention for everybody, just to you know, put it out there, this is all, of course, before the ancient evil bug snacks queen who lurks deep below the ground erupts from the ground in a surge of hellfire and stomach acid. And then the parasitic creatures that I've been blissfully devouring take control of my body and cause me and my friends to explode in a massive burst of meat and Muppet fur. So this is all before that. This is all before that happens. Um, mm-hmm. What? So if you eat a, a humber, uh, what is it? A, a bunger. A bunger. What part mm-hmm. of you turns into what? You can actually pick. So the game, you can just like pick like arms and legs. Uh, oh, okay. And then as the game goes on, you can change people's like noses and ears. And uh, I think with bunger, it's just like a whole burger. <laughs> you just, yeah. your, your arm turns into a burger? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um I... The Frosted Peaks or Sugar Pine Woods sounds delightful, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Um, Charmallows. Did you hear Charmallows? They're little, they're little flying little smory guys. Okay. I feel like we're not talking about the terrible nightmare eldritch horror that Andrew casually introduced into this scenario. I don't recall that. Hmm. <laughs> Is there a specific licensure that you have to get? We all that? are vaguely aware. Again, we're all adults here, Todd. We're all vaguely aware that there is some nightmare eldritch horror constantly behind you in all every the time. world, yeah. constantly okay. threatening yeah, our, our, our eventual mm-hmm. demise. So I think, yeah. you know, it's the, the doomsday clock that governs us all. The, the name of the game today is how are you making life tolerable until the, the giant bug snacks queen devours everything and acid or something whatever andrew said uh and cre- cre- causes you to explode from the inside that's yes yeah it's not um, better. 
It's different. It's, it's, it's different. different. <laughs> Outside of the bit, is this how Bug Snacks ends? It sure is, Todd. Boy. <laughs> for, for me, only having seen like maybe an hour, like under an hour of play, like the first 30 minutes of play, mm-hmm. if you like sat me down as soon as that minute 30 hit, closed the YouTube video, and was like, now, Todd, I'm going to tell you how this game ends. And you said the mm-hmm. sentence you, you said. Guess that. I would be like, wrong. Uh-uh. You're, <laughs> you're fucking with me. Okay, so let me, um, two minutes. Give me two, yeah, well, two yeah. minutes. So this is the, these are the same people that made Octodad, Deadliest Catch. You remember that <laughs> oh game? God. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it has a very cynical kind of like sarcastic tone about it, but it definitely plays very straight for most of the game. But like I said, all of these quests end on a huge downer and like, it's like weirdly emotional, like so much more than you think it should be. Right. So you, so like you're clued in the entire time that, that, that something's going to happen. Like you're waiting for the flip. Mm-hmm. Well, the flip is that bug snacks are parasites and are like, oh. cur- like basically like living inside the Grumpus's brains and if you eat, if you feed your grumpuses too much bug snacks and like because you're having fun changing their arms and legs, mm-hmm. they will not survive the big escape at the end of the game. Oh my god! Good. So I was able to save everybody because I wasn't I didn't like I wasn't hundred percenting and trying to get all the different like arms and leg combinations, but you certainly can. And there are achievements that are based on getting the arms and the legs combinations. And if you do them in the first playthrough, you. You don't yeah. save anyone. You you can save people, but it, there's like it's like skill checks at the end of the game. Okay. So yeah, huh. um, but it's but it's interesting. So the reason why everyone's like like I said, the this whole like mental health side side experiment or exploration where it's like you know bug snacks can't fill the hole in your life. Like you need to actually like deal with these problems. The hand wavy thing is like oh the bug snacks are like making or like fucking with your brain and they're like it's like an addiction so it, okay it, it like so very it's... much like delves into that into that world yeah okay all right it's it's a very good game and it's like <laughs> 10 hours okay um i was not prepared for all of that but we are Neither pre- was i <laughs> i am prepared for our super secret bonus question which we will answer after this ad break but um we all know one of the hardest achievements um, in adulthood to complete is making new friends. So um, it's a few years down the line. You've lived in your new home for a while. You got the, the lay of the land. You felt things out. Tell me about the new friend you made in your new, in your new um, NPC world, which we will answer after this break. We've also got a Ding Dang Patreon where you can get yourself some Ding Dang perks like access to our Ding Dang Discord, regular Ding Dang bonus content, weekly Ding Dang live recordings of our second show, The Ploose is Loose, and even the opportunity to commission your own Ding Dang flavor text. You can join up for as low as two Ding Dang dollars, so make sure to tell all your Ding Dang friends. All right, we're back. So we are going to answer our super secret bonus question, which is... You three have done the impossible and made a new friend as an adult um, living in a new place. Tell me about your new friend, Todd. So when you play Super Mario RPG, one of the things that happens is Booster rides around on his creepy little train, which is, I mean, years later, he's still just that's how he gets around the office. He has a creepy, creepy little train. That he has, he totes around little bombs in the back and he throws the bombs, you know, to increase morale, I assume. Is, anyway. Is Booster actually Elon Musk? 
the the train that moves around his little compartments goes about as fast as that hidden tunnel that he had put in on his campus. So so yeah. So maybe. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one of the things that you see is he throws his little bombs at people. Well, anyway, um, I, I got him to stop doing that for the most part. And in the end, I ended up becoming close friends with one of those bombs. Um, and this is canonical. The bomb's name is Rob Om. Not Bob Om, <laughs> but Rob Om. And like, I don't have a good joke for Bob, this. Bob Om's dad. Yeah, Robert, yeah, Robert, 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 Robert <laughs> Om. I, I don't have a good joke for this. I just really wanted to tell everyone that they're not Bob Oms, they're Rob Oms. And that's who I hang out with. And they're pretty chill. Rob Oms is like the vegan version of Bob Om. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, there's no like they're they're slightly stronger is what the the wiki had told me. Oh, they're raw. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're they're, they're exactly. raw, raw raw bombs. Raw. It's not not processed. Robert yeah. Robert bombs. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> My father's name is Robert bombs. <laughs> okay. Not nothing ob- about Rob bomb you want to tell us about or just no Rob's Rob's cool as shit. He uh, he. Uh, Rob, he has Rob, a car. Rob likes to party. <laughs> likes to party, but doesn't make weird eye contact at the sex cult meetings. Is that yeah, what it is? Okay. Well, there's not sex cult meetings, not that I know of. And I've been on at least a third of these 500 floors. Okay. Uh, Matt, tell us about your new friend. Yeah, Kyle. So I was hanging out at the bar in Hateno Village because no village doesn't have a bar. So I was hanging out at the bar in Hateno Village and in walked this child, like an actual six-year-old child and i was a little surprised i was like hey somebody's kid is in the bar we should probably do something about that and this six-year-old child walked up to the bartender and not only did the bartender not be like hey six-year-old child you can't be in this bar he gave the six-year-old child a drink and i was very confused and i said sir what's the deal with this six-year-old child to whom you just gave a drink and he said that's not a six-year-old child that's pura she lives in the science castle and she's 120 years old so, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> Every once in a while, you meet a drinking buddy who is actually a 120-year-old ancient scientist in the body of a six-year-old girl. And let me tell you, Kyle, there are a lot of interesting stories to be shared there. A lot of interesting stories. Also, most of the people in Hitano Village, not big drinkers. <laughs> 120-year-old woman stuck in the body of a six-year-old girl alcoholism so i've made a new friend we drink together a lot everything's great um it is a little weird that i pal around with a six-year-old girl but everybody else in the village is well aware that she is 120 years old uh it took me a little while to get over it but we're cool now they call that the old fire emblem conundrum (laughs) (laughs) okay that it sounds fun sounds like a good time um good stories drinking buddy i like it andrew Tell us about your friend, your new friend. Yeah. Um, so at the end of Bug Snacks, your character and uh, Elizabeth's Megafig's partner, Egabel, are searching for Elizabeth. That's like the whole game, right? You don't find her. And you finally come across Elizabeth when the ground swallows the three, the two of you up. And you find that Elizabeth Megafig has fused in, like, in, the plant, in the island's core with like the bug oh. snacks, so Elizabeth is the bug snacks queen, effectively. What? Um, okay. So she's like this okay. like giant head on a giant worm made of different <laughs> of the different bug snacks that you've eaten, uh, just to just again to to really reinforce the message. And then uh, it's like a really cool scene. So like Egabel is like 
or, she, or Elizabeth's like, you have to get out of here, Agabel. And then Agabel's like, no, like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to help you. Like, we're going to get, we're going to get through this together. Like we always do. And uh, it's like really sweet. And Agabel, or, uh, Agabel just like fuses together. And the two of them are like form this like two headed bug snacks dragon. And they okay. save the, they save the town and it's, it's really cute. I want to uh, live with them in the bug snacks chamber in the under snacks. <laughs> Which okay. is mm, that has a bad so, ear. So field. your friend is the the is, two-headed chimera bug snacks mm-hmm. queen now. Yes, okay. exactly. And, and you're uh, living with keep, them. So it's yes, yes. So it's like so more it's, than friends. We're just we're just hanging out. We're just okay. hanging out all we're just buds. And okay. they don't go I mean, they can't really go very far. So like I'll I'll be their eyes and ears on the island. I just want to like hang in the in the the cool snack chamber with my with my dragon friend. Okay. Yeah, it sounds Sounds pretty chill, I guess. Bug snacks is way more depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've you've kind of given some of that away before, but I just didn't really. I see why they would need a counselor. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are are you not also tainted by this monstrosity, like terrible situation that's happened? Undecided. (laughs) How many? If you could just if you could just hold up, hold up a hand and, and show digits. How many of your appendages are made of food at this point? Well, I can't show digits because my entire arm is a French fry. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I rescind my question. Okay. So I guess that, I mean, this all sounds pretty great for you guys, I guess. Um, I didn't, I didn't say this. I'm looking for somewhere to move and you guys are really helping me out, like giving me some good ideas. I'm going to listen to you guys' closing statements and um, based on everything you told me, decide which one of these new locales to to move to and, and join with you guys. So one last time, give me the the sell me on where you live, why you're living there. Closing thoughts. Todd, kick us off. Yeah, this is easy, Kyle. So here in Booster's Tower, high salaries, effectively zero supervision endless cake i'm basically trying to sell you on the camp from heavyweights after ben stiller was locked up in jail and and even further i do like having almost zero supervision (laughs) not not tony perkis but ben stiller when he was locked up um further kyle we have free beer there's free coffee and I didn't mention this. There's free universal health care, which you may not fully believe is a thing here. You, but wait, but you're going to need that you free universal health care. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to ever touch booster unless you want to. If that's what you're into. Um, we don't kink shame in 2021. If you make it high enough up the ladder, you actually become one of his little boosties. That's gross. Oh. <laughs> my point here, my point here, Kyle, free beer, free coffee, free universal health care, which is important if you happen to get yourself trapped in the booby trap checkerboard that explodes if you step on the wrong squares. Okay, good. Good to know. I would assume workman's comp would cover that, but I guess just if it's universal health care. Yeah, you don't need workers okay. comp anymore. Okay. We've solved capitalism <laughs> um, here in Booster's Tower somehow. <laughs> Matt. Give me your pitch. Why should I why should I move to Hateno Village? Yeah, Kyle, listen. I know you. You have a banana shirt. You love I, that banana shirt. I do and I do. Yeah. So, think about it, Kyle. You're walking down the street one day wearing your banana shirt and you see a flower and you're like, "Man, that's a beautiful flower. I love the color of that flower. Wouldn't it be cool 
if my banana shirt could be the color of that flower. Kyle, you can do that at Hateno Village. That's like one of three things you can do there. No other worries except changing the color of your favorite shirt with a flower. Visit Hateno Village. www.visithateno.com. We'll change the color of your shirts. Um, Okay. All right. Um, Andrew. Why should I live on, on in Snackburg? Uh, if I may, a poem. An expedition 13 strong of grumpuses who all set off seeking out a better life. On Snacktooth Island, they did find a tasty quest to fill the hole that many feel inside their soul. Venture deep to reach the truth, and maybe, just maybe, you'll learn something too. That... That was. Did it rhyme at the end? It, it, there was it, only it, one rhyme in there. There's uh, some, yeah, some forced rhymes, but that's fine. I'm, I'm into forced rhyme in my poetry. Um, did you write that, Andrew, or is that, is that an Andrew Henderson original? If, if by me you mean Caro Caro Bonito, then yes. I, I didn't mean that, but okay. <laughs> you didn't mean know. that. that <laughs> is, my that favorite is episode the... of South Park is when they all go to Caro Caro Bonito. <laughs> That is the uh, that is taken from the theme song of Bug Snacks. Okay. Um, the next um, the the chorus starts with kind of bug and kind of snack. Jesus. Try to catch them in your trap. Um, okay, so I'm I'm gonna look at all these uh, pamphlets and and stuff you guys told me. I'm gonna decide where to move um, here when my lease is up. So while I'm looking that over, um, give me some good good vibes, good guys, good 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 jives, good jives, good guys. Uh, Matt, to live in a hippie hut and only spend my free time occasionally dyeing things to different colors of fruits and vegetables that I find um, while kind of living off the grid is the closest thing to like listening to an ASMR YouTube video while falling asleep is kind of how I equated it. Like it just seems incredibly (laughs) relaxing and I can see myself wanting to do this. Because I hate staring at my computer for eight hours a day. I stare at the computer screen to then stare at my phone to get away from the anxiety of both. And I really liked your answer. And every time we talk about uh, Breath of the Wild, it makes me realize I still haven't played that game. And I probably should play that game. Put that in the same category as Chrono Trigger. You should probably play that game and that game. Um, speaking of games I won't play, Andrew, Is it um, <laughs> I, I, I made a note here as you were talking and I'm just going to read this. When we get off the call, I'm going to watch the first 15 minutes and then the last 15 minutes of Bug Snacks. I'm going to just see if I can find that on YouTube. You have um, to you have to specifically look for the find the bad ending of Bug Snacks. Ah, that's right because is that ending E? <laughs> Does that one become canonical in the that's, end and it was a the joke one where you have to delete your save file yeah. and then you have to fight guitar hero against assault lady um, my my note here says uh watch bug snacks hyphen bad endings only so uh bug snacks i knew there was body horror i did not know there was eldritch horror so um yep it's horror cool. all the way down cool 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 yeah right on um todd i think that you had the best answers to questions one and three in the sense that you picked the most like built out world. And that was Mm -hmm. fun. Um, I discovered when I was trying to answer this question that like, I don't play a lot of games with settings. Like I just play like (laughs) dumb platformers and puzzlers and shit and not things that are like 
oh, look at this expansive world that you can play. And I played like two of those games. And wait, wait, I, wait. You mean you mean that Nerf game that you bought didn't have an expansive <laughs> world setting that you could get into? Oh, man. I no, we're not. Nope. Uh-uh. So, yeah, that was really cool and impressive. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, always a cool reminder about how much you know about Mario RPG. Um, a game that I don't think you've played the whole way through in like 20 years. So that's uh, we, impressive. Got, we got yeah, we got halfway through in our last live stream. We, got we can pick it up tower. afterwards. Yeah, yeah huh? password is butt. That's, that's, that <laughs> that we got to password. Booster's Tower, and Todd was like, "You know what? I want to yeah. live here." And he stopped playing the game. Yeah, then that's he lives there now. Playing the game. <laughs> this is my end game. Um, yeah, and then Andrew, I thought you had the best answer to question two. The uh, the whole I'll be a licensed therapist in this <laughs> body horror world of. Yeah existential dread is hilarious like that's that's very good and exactly what the bud snacks world needs i will never play bug snacks i have been told a lot of things about bug snacks and for a 10-hour game you think by now i would have heard all the things i've never heard the same thing twice about bug snacks and that's a little weird so uh yeah yeah good for you for knowing about that game uh todd if you're gonna if you're going to pick a place from Super Mario RPG and it is not the land that is literally on clouds, yeah, I, think Boosters, yeah. I think Booster's Tower is the best answer. Um, real talk, that is undoubtedly the best part of the game. Mm-hmm. One. Two, I think Booster's Tower is, the more that I think about it, really is an allegory for WeWork. It's just, <laughs> it's just a giant playground. Where there's like trains and explosives. No one's actually in charge. No one's and everyone in is, insists business is happening. And everyone just insists that business is happening. And if you question it, if you question the leader, mm-hmm. you will get your they head termi- sliced They off. terminate your yeah. contract and you don't get yeah, to, we- you I, don't I don't, get to WeWork I don't, anymore. I don't know that there's a closer allegory to WeWork. There, there, is, there is a lobby. There is a secretary. There's certainly a front for business. Yeah, like something <laughs> happens there, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was very good. Pre-COVID, the big like the big story that was gonna break was like how we work is this weird pyramid yeah. scheme, like watch, real estate. Watch pyramid the documentary scheme. if you haven't on Hulu. And then COVID happened, and WeWork imploded anyway because like no one was renting new office right. space. There's from one them. on Hulu. There's one on HBO too. Oh, the one on I, I don't know which one we watched, but whatever it was, it was basically like. The guy was just making up figures of how much they're worth yeah. and nothing was real. And yep. then there was a panic. Yep. Yeah. And then he, they IPO'd and then just exploded. It, it, it's the like the exemplary example of like how venture capitalism is just letting anyone with that can mm-hmm. sell an idea, do whatever the hell they want in in the 2020s. And yep. it's terrifying. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, Hitano Village was such a good answer. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I think, like, for the all the reasons that your answer was good are the same reasons why I think Breath of the Wild gets, like, a lot of criticism. Because it's supposed to be a post-apocalyptic world, but those villages are so idyllic, so yeah. happy. Like, find me one unhappy person in Breath of the Wild, despite the fact that the <laughs> world ended it 100 years ago. Right. And never recovered. <laughs> and never recovered. Yeah, because again, like their primary metropolitan area is just a smoldering ma- mass of rubble, and there are still like murder death machines all over the fucking world. And there's a there's a magical my- mystical ninja death clan that loves bananas that's just <laughs> out there. And there's a the, the giant smoke monster in the air at all times, and still people are like lovely weather today. <laughs> yeah, Todd, you really should play this game. I it's heard a it's good. good. Game. 
Um, I, I love the idea that like something that could sell you is just changing the color of your pants. <laughs> yeah, man. What else could you want? Yeah. Pants with plants. Um, all right. So I've I've done it. I've decided where I'm moving and and I'm gonna start there. Um I'm I'm moving right next door to Matt in Hatno Village. Um, I'm going to change the color of all my clothes multiple times just <laughs> every day. I'm going to collect my, my plants and take my pants up there and be like, I want them burnt orange today. Burnt orange pants for me. Thank you. Um, so, Matt, congratulations. You are our winner. Um, hey, Todd and Andrew, stick around and I'll tell you why you didn't win today. Um, Todd, I, I actually don't need the answers, I, I think. I feel like I know. Uh, Todd, you you just like... You you pitched me a place where I can live at work and work is just what is already happening here that I'm trying to move away from, except it's a cartoon villain insanity work. That's that stresses me out just saying mm-hmm. it out loud. Um, I worked in Easton Mall for for three years and I don't need to go any higher levels of insanity than that. Um, so no, yeah. thank you. Can I can I real quick add? If you do find time to go through the heavyweights, Tony Perkis Jr. quotes and pretend that they're being read by Booster, <laughs> it's kind of concerning how well they go together. Um, we'll, we'll let you do that in your best Booster impression to ride us out after the I episode. I don't know what Booster's time. voice sounds like, but um, it's terrible. Exactly. It sounds and, like Warriors, probably. And yeah. Andrew, I'm, I'm moving away to this NPC world to escape my problems and not need therapy. And it sounds like if I move to, um, to bug snacks, snack Island. Island, snack tooth Island. Thank you. Um, I, I will need more therapy. I'm not about body horror and, and brain parasites disguised as, as adorable ha- googly eyed hamburgers. I'm sorry. I took a wire taste. I want to, I want to light the torches to science castle and change the color of my pants on a whim. And and that's why, Matt, you are our winner today. Congratulations. Thanks. This is the happiest I've ever been in, in my hut with my plants and my pants <laughs> and my tutorials. You've already forgotten what what things are, what things like feet picks and and um, Venmo is. So good job. Haven't thought about the Internet in years, Kyle. <laughs> the duality of man. <laughs> the duality of man. Um, feet picks and Venmo. Thank you, everyone, for listening in to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. Hey, do you like Marvel? Have you heard Disney and Marvel are doing a thing where they release a short-form TV series weekly until the the end of time and we we all leave society to go to an idyllic village where you can change the color of your pants on a whim? Well, they're doing that, and if you enjoy those shows, you should consider checking out our sister show, The Ploose is Loose, a weekly recap of the latest, latest MCU show being featured on Disney+. Coming up next, Andrew will be leading us through all of the mind-bending, time-hopping, Owen Wilson wows goodness starting June 10th, just one day after Loki comes to Disney+. I can't fucking wait. It's <laughs> going to be so good. Like I said, until the heat death of the universe, Disney is just going to be pumping into our eyes what we want. And we're going we're gonna to recap it for you and tell you everything that you missed in that episode. Uh, so please join us on June 10th for the start of The Ploose is Loose, 
Loki. Until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Todd. Being an only child educated entirely by private tutors my whole life, I'm looking forward to interacting with children for the first time. Who said that? Was it Booster? Was it uh, Ben Stiller's character? Was it Adam Newman of WeWork? Thomas. (laughs) I'm Matt. Hey, remember this bit? This nickname bit? This middle name bit? We didn't do it at the top of the show. If you noticed, you've got to leave us a review. Cole. And I'm Andrew Booster. I hardly know her. Henderson. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. I totally missed that we missed that. I, I totally did too. Oh, good boy. catch, Matt. Yeah.